Welcome to Quantity of Life podcast. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the Quantity of Life title, get a little bit of an idea of why that is the title, then we'll um, jump into some additional content about how you can find more life. So I think that's it's going to be a great ride. So glad you're along for the ride. I'm Rachel Connor, and like I said, this is Quantity of Life. Let's get at it. First of all, I just want to apologize. I've got a foggy throat because I'm in the middle of doing a detox cleanse, and I'll talk more about that in another episode, but it has given me the worst runny nose, foggy throat kind of a thing going on, and it's like every day. So if I wait till tomorrow, not going to be any better. So here we go. All right. So I wanted to start out talking about the fact that we have actual problems. Okay. So sometimes people make light of problems um, or sometimes they make the problems so big that they seem unsolvable. And both of these approaches are really not helpful. When When we think that we're the only one with a problem and everyone else just needs to coddle to us and be nice and we're gonna just have to just, you know, suck it all in, then we are really missing the point. We have to be empowered to make changes in our lives or else we're not gonna get there, all right? But then additionally, some people almost seem to worship problems and it seems like they just go on and on about like, you know, preaching about how people have problems and, you know, their, uh, their big problems. Um, you know, that's not really helping anything, but then people who don't really admit that there are problems or who say that you just have to suck it up and deal with it are really missing the point as well. So all of these approaches are common you see them a lot. And my approach to problems is really, I think, um, a helpful one. Okay. So I just want to share just real quick. Like I look at a problem as a problem that is very real. You have it. No one's saying you don't. And it's, if you already knew how to solve it, you would have, or you're in the middle of doing so. And if so, good for you. Some problems are just that simple, but a lot of problems are not that simple. And so we have actual problems. I read a story of a 12 year old girl who was, um, who she said that she likes to make everybody happy. She's the kind of person who just really cares about others around her. She likes to make everybody happy. And um, what she was afraid to tell the people around her, because she was afraid that they couldn't handle it or whatever, for whatever reason, she was afraid to tell them that she herself was actually depressed. And she approached the, um, the leader that came to, um, to her church and she told him this and he prayed for her and she was able to experience a breakthrough in, um, feeling that depression lift, lift off of her. So that was, that's the type of, of problem that, you know, she wasn't able to solve herself, but it was solvable, just not by her. Um, and that's the kind of a, that's the kind of a thing that I think we're going to find helpful. So just a little, a few words about depression. Um, You know, depression is one of the many problems we face. I'm not singling out depression in this episode. I'm just simply mentioning it as an example of a problem that we have. Um, There's lots of different problems and this 
podcast is going to address multiple types of problems. But just real quick about depression. Um, depression is something that I have experienced personally. So I feel like I can kind of speak to um, the to some of the root causes. And depression is really primarily an emotional and spiritual problem. Sometimes people m- like to make it sound like it's primarily a physical problem. But that physical part is... Um, I don't believe that that's the primary thing. There are physical realities. I'm not denying that. You know, the body biochemistry does um, has been described by the the um, amazing scientists that have discovered um, various pieces of that. I'm not denying the reality of that. I'm just saying that um, if you really dig down to the root, depression is primarily an emotional and spiritual problem, and so it needs to be addressed on that level in order to be resolved. All right. So with enough said about depression, that's not the the goal of today's episode. Like I said, we're talking about problems in general. We have real problems and we're basically trying to get at how are we going to address those problems in a way that is going to actually bring change. Okay. So I have to tell you a crazy story. Uh, I shouldn't say crazy because it's actually other people have always have always, you know, believed in this type of story. But in today's world, um, honestly, it's it's kind of seen as a little bit um, an outlier. So um, I saw the angel Gabriel once, just once. I, it was an amazing experience. And I want to tell you a little bit about that. I was in a small group meeting um, at, at uh, someone's house and um, when I say a small group, I'm thinking of a church meeting for the purpose of, of lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. And um, we were in this, in this meeting and we were just listening. Okay. So just the idea is we're just going to take a couple of minutes and we're just going to see if God has something to say to us. So we did that. And all of a sudden I feel this wind. I don't mean in the natural. I mean, like I heard it in my spiritual ears. I felt this wind coming into the room and this wind was like rushing through the door and rushing into the room. And I was like, whoa, something very special is happening right now. And I didn't really know what it was at first. And then I I was just kind of looking because I was trying to figure out what it was. And as I kept looking, I started seeing more and more um, that I was it was like there was light coming in with that. And I started to feel like there were individual beings that were shining light from in them. And then, um, and then I, all of a sudden I had this sense that out of this pack of bright beings, one stepped forward and, um, he announced that he was the angel Gabriel. And he told me that, um, I shouldn't, be afraid. I think I've, I haven't looked at the exact words in a little while, but he, so he told me, he told me this and then, um, I just want to pause for a second because he was, this was followed by another message, but I just wanted to just share for those who are kind of, um, you know, wondering, is this normal to see an angel? Um, I just wanted to share So right now, not that it matters because you could be listening anytime, but I'm in the Christmas season. So we're thinking about, um, about the virgin birth, the, um, the, the fact that Mary, um, carried a child that was the son of God and so forth. 
And so um, this all started in Mary's life on just an average Tuesday, as I like to say. Um, She was just kind of tooling along. um, And all of a sudden, she had an experience where the angel Gabriel came to her with a message. And he told her that she was going to have a son and that um, he, he was going, she was supposed to name him Jesus and that he would be great and would be called the son of the most high God. And uh, Mary asked, how can this be? Um, You know, I'm not married. And um, so how can I have a son? And the angels explained, the Holy Spirit will come on you and God's power will rest on you. And, um, and so it came to be, she said, yes, so let it be to my, to your servant, um, you know, basically agreeing. And then, um, in fact, this did occur. She became pregnant without ever having had, um, intercourse. So this experience of having an angel appear is actually a time honored, um, time-honored experience. This is not an isolated thing that never occurred in anyone else's life. This is actually um, a, a, a belief that literally millions upon millions ha- of, of uh, people throughout the last 2,000 years have considered to be an important truth. So this is, this is a, this should be normal not an everyday occurrence. This was, in fact, a pivotal moment of her life, as indeed my moment was for me. But this was, um, but this is a normal part of the human experience. All right. So with that, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to the um, to the experience that I had. So, as I said, the angel Gabriel stepped forward and he stepped into the room and, and, um, and he announced, um, you know, who he was and that he had brought a message. And then from behind him, the person of Jesus stepped around to kind of, to step even like a little closer into the room, if that kind of makes sense. And he, um, he was the one who brought the real message. So it was as though that the angel Gabriel had simply brought Jesus. And then Jesus had the actual message for me. And, um, his message was a scripture verse. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So this verse, um, is familiar to me at the time, right? But, um, but I'm now hearing it ripple out of this supernatural experience of this wind and this, these glowing beings. And then this specific announcement of the angel Gabriel. And now the specific announcement of Christ. Um, I didn't, I didn't have to be told who he was. I just knew who he was. And he had his hands open like he was, um, maybe even, um, showing me the holes in his hands, um, or giving a blessing, or I wasn't sure a hundred percent, maybe more than one, um, goal there with his hands. So this is the experience that I had. And, um, this verse therefore holds a place in my life that is really a cherished place. Um, because this verse was given to me specifically by my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. So it becomes a pivotal moment of my life in that I now know that 
this is this particular verse is supposed to be a big deal in my life. So I um I turned to the other people in the room um after, you know, I as I mentioned, we were were in a small group meeting and um I turned to the other people in the room and I said um so did anybody hear anything from God? And um, a couple of them said, no, not really this time. And I said, that's fine. Um, but one of them said, you know, I was just thinking of that verse. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I was like, whoa, hello. Someone else also heard Jesus speaking that. Um, and I, I, um, I, didn't have any impression that she had felt the wind or seen the glowing beings or specifically been aware of Jesus being in the room. And yet she had clearly heard the exact same Bible verse that I had, um, which was really special and was a beautiful confirmation that what I had heard was truly of God. Um, so that's the story of how I kind of um, entered into this particular verse and its meaning. Um, So let's just address how does this verse apply when we have these real problems? Because of course, as I promised you, we're discussing how to actually make a difference in real problems. So here's the thing. In my experience, I mean, you are not seeing a lack of people suggesting how to solve problems. I mean, my gosh, there's people on every street corner who want to solve your problems. The problem is this. The answers fall into one of two categories. One is answers that are too easy. The answers that are too easy are, you know, buy this vitamin and it will solve all your problems or um, take this pill of whatever kind and it will solve all your problems or, um, you know, take an exercise class or, you know what I mean? Like just those, like, it's not, and for, I mean, there are times that you need a vitamin or an exercise class, but there, the problems that are big problems are not that easily solved. So, okay. One problem with suggested solutions is that they're too easy. The other is that they're too hard. This is the type of thing like, you know, in the, um, in the Epic Quest movie, you know, the, they meet with the person who's, who tells them how to do this and they're told that they need to take a message across the galaxy, um, you know, chased by flaming dragons spitting fire and they only get three people to take along with them and they'll probably die on the way, you know? the hopeless quest kind of movie. Um, But in real life, this happens all the time because people tell you, well, what you need to do is, and then they fill in the blank with something that they did that took them 50 years or 20 years or $50,000 or $20,000 or even $100 or whatever it is that just is too much of a sacrifice, especially, I'm especially wary of those who are suggesting a sacrifice that, um, you know, you need to make that involves buying something from them. That's obviously a concern. 
So that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the mix that, that we get, right? We get suggestions of solutions that are either too easy or too hard. Easy sounds nice, but then you realize it doesn't solve it and hard. Um, you know, I don't have 20 years in order to feel better now, you know, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a, an unfortunate thing. So here's the answer that Christ gives. Um, <clears throat> Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All right. So how to do it is easy. Come. That's how to do it. He will do the, the rest. He will give you rest. So if you're tired, he will give you rest. And I mean that soul weariness, you know, there's a verse that comes immediately afterward in which Jesus expands on this idea a little bit. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Okay. In this verse, we hear him saying that we need to take a yoke upon us. Think of like, you know, when we used to have um, oxen teams, they would wear a yoke so that they could pull the wagon, that kind of a thing. Except the type of yoke that was used in the biblical times, as far as I have understood from those who have done the historical research, is um, a yoke that is for two and that essentially Jesus is not saying, take this yoke and go over there and wear it. He's saying, come into this yoke with me. We together, we too, will do this job. So he says, take my yoke upon you, which is an invitation to work together with him. And then he says, learn from me, which is an invitation to learn from him. And then he describes himself. He says, I'm not the guru that gets up on a big pedestal and tells you to do something ridiculous or demands a sacrifice. I, for I, I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. There's a, there's an initial release of rest that comes just from coming to Jesus. And then there is a continual release of rest that comes from learning from him. And both are important if we're going to find rest for our souls. The rest of the episodes in this part, uh, in this uh, series are going to be um, kind of breaking down um, the, some of those steps of how we can learn from Jesus. Um, and we're going to talk more about how to actually find this rest because it's a big promise and Jesus is someone who delivers. So please stick with us. Check into this because you know what? You could kick yourself afterward for missing what Jesus wanted to do for you. Thanks for listening. I've been Rachel Connor, and this has been Quantity of Life.
this episode, we've discussed some scripture verses that come from the book of Matthew. Matthew is one of four gospels. These were stories that the people who spent time with Jesus while he was on earth wrote down about their time with him. They wrote down the things that they had learned when they had walked with Christ. And we can really treasure these things and learn those things from them through reading these verses. The book of Matthew was written by the Apostle Matthew, who was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus on earth. And he wrote about the things that he remembered hearing Jesus say and seeing Jesus do. He wrote about a number of miracles, things that he watched happen with his own eyes. And he um, he wrote about things that Jesus said that stuck with him afterward and proved to be useful. This wasn't written at the time. It's not like a, you know, not like a, uh, mm, I don't know, um, like at the time, like, what do you, dang it, what do you call those things where you write down every word? Okay, it's not like that. This is something where the disciples afterward were thinking about it. They were like, this is something he said that was really significant. So, okay, um, with that said, the book of Matthew is found in the Bible, and it's actually the first book of the New Testament of the in the Bible. And, uh, and Matthew eleven twenty eight to twenty nine, or I think even we'll read um, twenty eight to thirty. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Think about these things and treasure them until we meet again. Thanks for listening.